0: Hey everyone, Latina Barbie here. Why did I start this podcast? Because I'm too lazy to write a book. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hey everyone, Latina Barbie here. So I was thinking, you know, I've been giving you guys like 30 minute, even a 40 minute podcast. So I'm going to give you guys a little break here and do a shorter one. And it just so happens that my story today, it's all about Latina Barbie on one of her boyfriends who just happens to be short. Anyways, so I was going to do an episode on, I know I couldn't help myself. I was going to do an episode on online dating, but I figured, I think I already did a dating episode and I threw some online dating there. So then I wanted to kind of segment one out And do an episode on a boyfriend and I'm just gonna name this episode Latina Barbie on a boyfriend I had a couple of long long long-term boyfriends so this one um, in particular stands out because I feel like I had the worst things done for me done to me but yet I I learned so much from this relationship and I truly truly believe that a relationship is really not worth it if you haven't walked away by learning something. So here we go. So I was on, I think it was match.com, and I came across this guy, and I'm just gonna call him SC. Um, Those are his initials, but if you know me, you know who I'm talking about, especially when I said the word short. (laughs) So, I was at work of all places, Um, not where I work now because this was about maybe 23, 24 years ago. I was at my, I was in my late twenties and I came across SC and he was really attractive and I was like, wow, like he was almost too attractive, right? Like we know those guys who are just pretty um, and we wish they just would not talk. That was him. So Uh, He actually ended up reaching out to me and I was like, oh my gosh, I think I was more flattered at the fact that this really, really good looking guy would like, I guess, I don't know the word ping me or he emailed me, however match did it. eHarmony didn't even exist back then. So we ended up talking on the phone. Oh gosh, I want to say for like an hour and mind you, I'm at work. So every time my boss would walk by, I would have to like switch gears and pretend like I was talking to somebody else. But anyway, so after about an hour, we, um, I decided to get off match. Like there was just something about this guy. I was like, okay, like I'm going to try. We obviously, you know how I like to like, let's just meet because we obviously click on the phone. Let's just meet up. And we went on a date. He actually came down. Now, when I say he came down is I was living in North Hollywood with my two girlfriends, Fancy Face and Sunshine. And he was living, he had just purchased like a, like, like two homes in one. He lived in one of the houses up in Santa Clarita area, like Valencia area. So he came down and I mean, he had hinted to me that Like he, I remember he asked me some random question when we were first talking about like, oh, would you, would you date a guy in a Taurus or a Porsche? And I'm like, well, I'm not, I would never date a car. So like, please, please. He came down in his Boxster. Now we met, oh no. When our first date, he did not come pick me up. That was our second date. Our first date we met at Castaways. Now, Castaways, if you live in the LA Valley area, it is a beautiful restaurant and it overlooks the whole town of San Fernando Valley, which is actually beautiful at night, like all the lights and stuff. We met there and I remember walking into the restaurant, into the lobby area as he was waiting for me by the fireplace and he was really good looking. I mean, he looked like his picture. He was really good looking. But... When he stood up, I was, I'm not going to lie. And believe me, you guys, I I am the last person to be judgmental on someone's appearance and looks considering the way I've looked for 47 years with my overweightness, you know. But when he stood up, he was like, I think he was 5'5", maybe 5'6 on a good day. All I knew is I was never going to be able to wear heels. But he had a very strong like, sense of self. Like, he walked into a room like he was six feet. I mean, he had that self-confidence in him. Um, great dresser, he he and Kenneth Cole must have been best friends because he owned almost every single piece of his clothes. Um, really just sharp dresser. And I remember we were walking outside to the patio, it was a beautiful evening, and we were, of course, having drinks and just having a great time but it was kind of like a great time where like at the end of the conversation, he was, he literally said to me, you know, we're going to get married. Right. And I'm like, yeah. Now looking back, it might've been the dirty vodka martinis two blue cheese stuffed olives that did it to me. But I said, yeah, like, of course, of course, like this is how it's going down. So afterwards we ended up and believe me, I never did this, but there was something about him, and the fact that he was five-five, I'm sure I could take him. So he offered to come for me to come see his house, and I was like, okay. That's when I saw the Boxster. That's right, it was at the parking lot. So he rolls up, the valet guy rolls up, and I was like, okay, nice. Like I don't give a shit about cars, although I do love a, a beautiful Range Rover. I'll tell you that. So <laughs> thanks, D and Chris. <laughs> so. Um, that's like my dream car is my two really good friends, Chris and D have Range Rovers and they're fucking beautiful. Anyways again, I'm not dating a car. so um, but um, I would date a Range Rover though. So anyway, so he takes me up to his house and I I go inside and I shit you not you guys. I couldn't help myself. I asked him if he was gay. And the reason, I asked, the reason I asked him if he was gay was because it was impeccably decorated. Like, holy crap. Like, if you're not gay, you should be. Um, and then it's like, what am I doing here? He had this room. It was like a two-bedroom, one-bath, like little like condo area. Cute kitchen and all that. Nice backyard. He had a beautiful dog, Maximus, who was a Rottweiler. Um, and he showed me his what he called red room. And I guess he used to DJ or something like that. And he was, he would talk about like going to Miami and whatever, but he had a red room and it was really cool. It was, that was the room where, um, we would like hang out on the futon and he would play music and he taught me how to just make drinks and just, it was cool on Fridays at his house. And I'll get into that in a second. So anyways, um, he took me to his house and then afterwards we went back to my car and he kissed me I think it was yeah he kissed me that night and I was like okay this is cool like he I saw a little bit a couple of red flags more so of like you know are you sure you're ready to date someone like me because I'm a good first dater like that's the one thing about dating it's and even just meeting people I'm so good at the first second meets and then afterwards I get bored very fast um especially after I've like exhausted all of my personality. And then like the third day, I'm just like, oh, like what can this person offer me? Not materialistic, like what can he offer me that's going to make me a better person? Like how is he going to enhance my life? So I didn't know if, if SC was really ready for me, but it didn't matter. So that weekend, <laughs> wow, I, I just remembered that. This weekend, that weekend, he I ended up spending the weekend with him. Like, he came down. That's when he came down. The second day, he came. Remember, Latina Barbie did not mess around. So he came down to pick me up at my, 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 uh, my condo. And um, that was, like, I think it was, just like, October. Maybe October, November. And um, I spent the weekend with him. And it was great. We had such a great time. He did have a roommate. Maybe he had a three-bedroom. Anyways, he had a roommate and she was not nice to me at all. Like she, I think was threatened or maybe she had a thing for him. I don't know. And honestly, I didn't give a shit. So, um, yeah, I remember him picking me up. We had a great weekend, took the car and I say that took the car cause he was all about his Boxster, right? Um, I'm telling you, if it's not a Boxster, it's a fucking like humongous Ford or Chevy pickup that these guys who are five, six usually drive coffee break. So good. So, um, fast forward. I mean, we went out quite a bit and, um, we even made a couple trips down to my mom's house. Anyways, I ended up moving in with him and it was great at first. His roommate had moved out. I think she was just pissed off at the whole situation, but his roommate had moved out and, um, it, what did suck was that my commute just got longer because in the midst of me moving into his place about a month later, he bought a bigger condo in, um, Stevenson's ranch. And my commute went from like a 20 minute commute to almost like an hour each way. Uh, cause I, w- at the time I was working in Encino and now we're living like 45 minutes North. But if you know LA traffic, so and he worked from home, so he didn't care. So, and then he had a company car. It was that Ford Taurus, which I actually felt safer in that car than the other car because it was just bigger. And remember, I'm a big girl. So, um, and by big girl, I mean like I'm five six. He was like five five. So, um, yeah. So, oh, and by the way, after moving in, it just it kind of just came became routine. It was like I would go to work, I'd come home, and I found myself like making dinner every night, even after coming home from like a long day at work, I would make dinner and I always, always like took pride in the salads that I make. Cause that's really the only thing I would make are like these beautiful salads with like the cilantro dressing and cherry tomatoes. And I made it all good. And then, you know, before I would go to work the next morning, um, that next morning, that morning, I would make him coffee and put a straw on it because SC had his teeth whitened Oh, you guys, he even had highlights. I mean, do I need a red flag like right in front of my face? The guy, I swear he was gay. But that's just looking back because right in the, when you're in the middle of something, we tend to have our blinders on. Please raise your hand if you feel the same way. I know I'm not alone on that. So everything was going really well. Um, I think there was some insecurities on his part um, because what happened was he started a new job at Disney and that's when things started kind of going sideways. It was, it was weird. It was all of a sudden he was working late and you know, and I, I didn't see any of my friends. In fact, I will tell you that my bestie Chandra actually, I believe she wrote me an email about like, you don't even see me and Tyler anymore. And I remember Tyler's my godson. You don't even see us anymore. Um, and and I apologized to her because it was right. Like I was all about SC's world. And just I was like almost trying to be like this picture perfect girlfriend. And to this day, I I still struggle with it because I, I try I wanna be everything to everybody. And it's just not possible. So I understand now at the age of forty seven, I can't be, and there's gonna be people there's gonna be people out there that don't care about me or don't like me, but they're loss, right? Gotcha. So he had started a job at Disney, and I—I'll um, never forget. You know, I was trying to be the supportive girlfriend, like, "Oh wow, you have a new job," and da 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 da, and and I remember getting—he uh, called me and was like, "Hey, I'm going to stay late. They're doing this huge company happy hour," and blah blah blah. I'm like, "Okay, great. Have a great time. Go meet your friends. You know, go start networking and da da da. You know, whatever." Well. Fast forward after we've already broken up, I realized that he called me in between two phone calls to another girl and reservations at Dan Tana's, which is a nice restaurant out in LA. Um, and I knew this because of the cell phone. Now, let me just back up for a second. When it came to the cell phone, I got a new cell phone. He and I had merged our plans onto one, which is the number I have now. In fact, I can't remember the last phone number that I had, but this number I've had since since SC. And the rule was I think that we both put money in it or something, but it was it was both of our responsibility or something financially, or maybe maybe it was in my name. I couldn't remember, but um, that's how the cell phones worked so i was I could look online now, I never really had a reason to until some things started changing, like you know he would come home and be very quiet, and I'll never forget he told me that. He was going to be gone all day because the computer was down at home and he needed to go to, I think it was FedEx or something and be on the computer there. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, you don't want to miss out on work. Like what was I thinking? What a dummy, right? But here's the thing. I was thinking. I knew something was going on, but there's a fine line between knowing what's going on and kind of hanging in there for a little bit, trying to see if maybe you can change his mind about what he's doing versus just coming out and asking. And the whole time, he he started getting mad at me, like like he would say. I remember he said the meanest thing to me. I was, I was you know submitting my headshot to casting directors, and at that point, I think I had submitted it to like Days of Our Lives or All My Children or something. And I told him, I was like, hey, so just letting you know, you know, I submitted my my headshot to whatever the casting director was at Days of, or NBC and CBS. And his response, and it still kind of haunts me, it's, it was, have you seen the people on those shows? Now, that was his response. What I took it as, there's no way you're going to get on those soap operas because those people are like thin and beautiful. Now, however he said it, however I took it, whatever. So finally, one night I came home and I just asked him, I said, what's, what's going on? And, and we had had, we had stopped having sex for like a week, which was so odd for us. And, um, he just came out and said, I feel like we're married and I don't like it. I said, no problem. Chandra's coming up tomorrow. we had already had like a lunch date and, um, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'm going to talk to her and I'll, I'll move out. So she came up. Now, here's the thing about Chandra is when I first moved in with Essie, I didn't want to tell Chandra because I knew my voice of reason was going to tell me you're making a big mistake. I felt like I was going to mother may I, when I told her that I was moving in. So of course now I have to like, what's the word eat crow. I don't even know what that means. It just, I feel like I used it in the right context. I felt like I had to eat crow and tell her um, that it wasn't working out. So I did. And I remember Tyler was actually sick on the way up because remember, she's driving from Culver City up to Stevenson's ranch. That's a good hour and something. So I think he got car sick. So we ended up going to Chili's. I remember Tyler getting sick. And so I'm trying to talk to Chandra and Tyler's like, literally, I think he threw up also. And I told her this is what was going on. I needed to get out. And, um, either she offered or I asked if I can stay with her. And she was like, yes. And I was like, great. I packed up a bag when I got to Essie's house and stayed with Chandra. And that turned into staying with her for about, I think, four or five weeks. And as I would go up to the house, to Essie's house, to get a few more things, because remember, all the furniture was his. I only brought, like, my clothes and a couple things. Um, I remember him making a comment to me like, you know, oh, so where are you going to look to live? And I said, oh, Sherman Oaks, because I had a friend who I worked with who was actually the property manager, him and his wife were the property managers of this really great apartment complex in Sherman Oaks. Perfect location and perfect price. So, and he was huge. And his response, even then, you guys, even after I'm already moving out, he says to me, they don't let people like you in Sherman Oaks. What the fuck? Seriously, who talks like that? I'll tell you who talks like that. Somebody who's 5'5", five, 5'6 five, five, on a good day, totally insecure, and is an asshole. That's who talks like that. Guess where I ended up moving to? Yeah, Sherman Oaks. So he, uh, yeah, he ended up not paying the cell phone bill. So here's the thing. It's one thing you learn about Latina Barbie is don't fuck with me when it comes to money because I will always get mine. So I remember talking to the cell phone company. I ended up paying it off. And I was trying to play nice with Essie because I was like, oh, like I knew how to get to him, right? Like you've got to boost his ego. Oh my gosh, how are you doing? I'm sure you're just amazing at your job and I miss you so much and blah, 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 right? So on several occasions, and I have emails for it of him kind of committing that he was going to pay me my share of the cell phone bill because I ended up paying the whole thing. We're talking maybe like two or three hundred dollars, you guys. It wasn't that much. But it was when I was when you're in the mid-20s. So I took him to small claims court. Oh yes, I did. Well, it actually never got to that point. The subpoena came from the sheriff's at his job at Disney. I mean, could you imagine? Oh my gosh. And right away he called me. And then he ended up meeting me, I think very quickly and gave me a check. And that was the end of that. Like even people's court um, asked me if I wanted to take our, our, um, our case on TV. Well, of course I said yes, but there was no way he was going to. So that's how it ended. And then at the very, oh, I remember going back to the house, picking up more things. And on his Porsche, I saw like a Disney pass. So it's obviously that he had been going to Disneyland with his new hookup. Cause that's what, that's what ultimately I found out was that he had been cheating on me. And, um, Oh, boy, we're already at 20 minutes, you guys, and I told you I'd cut it down. Okay, I'm going to wrap this up quickly. So then I remember one time going back up on the freeway because I was still friends uh, working um, with his neighbor, Kathy. We were doing candy apples, so we would, like, dip them in caramel and all that stuff. So I had, like, a little side hustle going. And I remember driving up on the freeway, and who rolls up to me on the left? Oh, yeah. So he pulls me over. We go to the gas station, and... You know, I just flat out just told him, I said, you know, I know you were cheating on me. I said, what bugs me the most, what gets me the most is that you literally couldn't just break up with me if you wanted to go see somebody else because I would have been fine, you know? And you know what his response was? At least I treated you well. I'm sorry. When did cheating on you uh, equate to uh, I'm treating you well? What the fuck? Seriously. Anyways, so, but my lesson, and now I'm going to wrap it up. My lesson is this. I saw these red flags. I felt them. I was borderline ashamed that I was acting the way I was acting to appease someone, let alone a man of 5'5". Like, what was I going through that made it seem okay that I was actually trying to fight for this guy's love and attention when he had already moved on. And the worst part was I had already felt it. Girls, ladies, women out there, you know we have that, that gut feeling. We know when our guy is fucking around on us like, or something's not right. It's one of those like you're afraid to ask the question in case you get the answer you're not looking for. And in this case, I didn't really know what answer I was looking for. I hadn't, asked, I hadn't asked the question. So when I did and he answered, it sprung me into action, into this is what I need to do to kind of preserve my integrity as a person. So I moved out and I was with Chandra for almost I think four or five weeks, I can't remember. All I know is it was the best time. I mean, (laughs) first of all, my commute was shorter. Secondly, I got to spend so much time with Tyler, like he would wake me up in the morning with freaking Buzz Lightyear. And when Chandra would put Tyler to sleep, it was so nice because then by the time she finished, I would have like our spread laid out every night. We would easily go through one, maybe two bottles of wine, and I'd have snacks out for us. I mean, I went from living with SC to dating my best friend, and literally, she probably, we probably should've gone to detox afterwards because we had been drinking every single night. But that was the best time in my life was spending those four to five weeks with her it was so great and that's when you really need your besties around you to help support you no matter what kind of shit that you got yourself into at the end of the day you know who's around your friends i hope you enjoyed today's episode i'm latina barbie don't forget to subscribe and have the most wonderful day that you deserve Moi